Hello everyone, thank you so much for joining me again. We are at episode number three. Let me just start by saying I really appreciate every listener and I am so grateful for the feedback that you guys have given so far. We're gonna try to, to improve as you share your comments. So, as usual, I get right into the mix of things um, because nobody wants to listen forever, right? So this week, I want to talk about, uh, well, I want to share something, but I've titled the whole conversation Masterpiece. And as a background, I want to just say that for me, I believe that Facebook memories is the real MVP. Like Facebook memories will bring things back to you that you don't even want to remember yourself. And I know as you're listening to me, you're like, it's true. So Facebook memories have brought back people's relationships that trust me, they're not in anymore. Um, friendships, you know, some that have flourished, some that have gone to the dogs. Um, but one of the, the bigger things that stood out to me about Facebook memories is the how it shows us how we've grown and how we've changed, you know, our physical appearance. For some of us, it has been weight gain or for some people, weight loss. Um, when I look at some of the older pictures, I'm just like, wow, you were so skinny. And then in my mind back then, I thought that I was fat. So Facebook memories always comes with a little dose of reality. The other thing is just how, you know, as women or as a woman, you've made changes to how you present yourself. Um, I see a little bit of maturity in how I put myself together now, as opposed to when I was a little younger. Um, not to mention the one line eyebrow. <laughs> that when I look at pictures with that one line eyebrow, I am just mortified. Or there was a time when I was trying to put eyeshadow on myself all the time for no reason. In the middle of the daylight, I had it in like glitter purple and things like that. Um, but 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 bigger than that is just to show that we're always changing, we're always growing, and we're always evolving. Um the 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 one line eyebrow and i'll start the conversation with that the one line eyebrow when i look at it i'm just like oh my god that is a hot mess however back in the day those things were not an issue nobody was judging you on if your eyebrows were tweezed shaved plucked threaded or waxed you know what i mean you were just you present yourself as you are nobody was judging you on if your eyebrow your eyebrows were neatly shaped but I don't think anybody was judging was judging you, you know? There was no big deal of brows on fleek or making sure that you always had on makeup. So it's very interesting to me to see how things have changed um, and how what, what was fine is what we call a mess now. You know what I mean? Um, and I want to just go to a little area in my life that I thought was an absolute mess. Like I thought it was the, one of the messiest points of my life. Um, primarily because the timing was off, primarily because I was unprepared and primarily because where I was at in my life, that was not supposed to happen any at all. What am I talking about? I'm talking about when I became pregnant. Listen, got pregnant in my very early twenties, unmarried, unsure of the future, very, very much a church girl my life as I knew it was about to end. Um, and, and not just because 
if I wrote down the steps of my life, having a child at 21, 22 was not in it, but the extra pressure that came because I was so involved in the church at the time when I got pregnant, it made the situation an absolute mess. Messier than that, I don't think I've ever buck up on or couldn't find. Um, and it was a very stressful time. There was, there was a lot of shame attached to the pregnancy. Um, there was a lot of disdain. You know, people look at me like, this girl had so much promise. What happened? You know, people in ministry, people in leadership, people who had high hopes for me. And here I was at this point in my life, stuck, wondering what the next step would be because I have now gotten myself into a big mess or so I thought, right? Um, but there were some things that happened in the mess. Let's put it this way. Um, number one, in the mess, I realized that my family was still supportive. Um, and I want to use the word supportive because it's very important that we understand that sometimes you never will accept the things that somebody does or somebody close to you. You will not accept the things that they do. You think it's a bad choice. It's a bad decision. However, bear in mind fully that this person will need your support during their time of mess. And I put mess in quotations. So during my time of mess, I had the support of my family. Um, I remember my mom, God rest her soul, when I disclosed to her that I was pregnant, she looked me dead in the eye. She said two things. She said, well, you know, you're having it, right? And she said, well, if you do the crime, you have to do the time. Um, that was that was really all she said. Obviously, I was an adult. I was taking care of myself. And while the timing was so wrong, she still presented her support. I don't think she ever accepted me, you know, having a child outside of marriage based on, you know, how she raised me in the church and so on. But I knew that I had her support. Um, my father at the time, he, he said, well, this is not how I did see it working, you know, but we, 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 we will figure it out. Um, and so in my time of mess, I had the support of family. I also had the support of my core friends. Listen, my friends held me up in ways that I could not imagine. Um, and they were also church friends, um, but they supported me. They were there for me. They, they made sure that I knew that I was not alone. So I had the support of friends in my mess. I had the support of family in my mess. But the, the greatest thing, well, I have two more things to talk about. The, 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 the support of the father of the child was very much there in this mess that I think that I created. And then outside of that, I had the support of God. Um, I had the Lord's support. Yes, it wasn't the perfect situation as prescribed that I know to be the route that should have been for my life, but I had the support of God. I felt the presence of God. I felt the love of God in my time of mess. And a lot of people looked on during that time, during the time when the tummy was getting bigger, when I was rocking from side to side, um, when I still went to church. And I wanna just d delve into the church situation. When I found out I was pregnant, I was not attending church as often because hello, you know, you, you did something very bad. Um, and that disqualified me for 
for taking part and all of that. And there were many people who were very disappointed with what I had done. Um, and, and dare I say it, I was disappointed too. Um, but I had to know, move forward. Um, I remember I visited my mom one Sunday morning and she was not going to church. And I remember saying to her, why are you not going to church? Because church is a big deal for her. Why are you not going to church? And she said to me, she said, boy, I couldn't deal with what they were saying about you. Because um, no, I was in this big mess. And I remember I looked at her and I said, mom, if I come with you, will you go to church still? And she said, yeah. And I said, okay. And every week following that, I would go to meet her and she would hold my hand and we would walk to church. I want to talk about the feeling that you feel when you're in your mess um, because it was a great time of shame. So I'm, we are walking past people every week that are looking at me and are just like, what, what should do with our life though, Jesus? <laughs> like, what should do? Um, and then having to walk to church, walk inside the sanctuary, seeing the people who are very traditional, um, very scripture focused, some very holy, some holier, you know, looking at me in ways that made me feel as if I was not worthy to be there. Um, and I would go week after week because in the back of my mind, I knew that one day, what is this mess was going to be a part of my message, um, that it was going to be a part of who I am, that it was going to be a part of the story that I carried. And so I was just holding on to the fact that, you know, girl, you're not going to always be pregnant, clearly, you know, this belly will be gone in a couple of months and some people will get over it and some people will not, but you have to focus on moving forward. And so in my mess, I would go, you know, some days I'd sit to the back and, you know, as I got more confidence, I would move to the side and so on. But in my mess, I felt like, you know, I was, I was the worst of the worst and I, and I, and I had completely embarrassed myself, my family, my church, and just everything that I had been working so hard for. I felt like I had paused things on my life that were going to be super amazing and that I had delayed my progress and all of that. Um, and so fast forward, I gave birth, you know, my mess gave me an absolutely handsome, brilliant, amazing little boy that literally changed the course of my life. And I, 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 I'm guilty of talking about multiple things at once. I'm going to hop over to something that happened more recently. You know, a group of us gathered together, we were celebrating and I was, we were doing painting trying our hand at, you know, unleashing our inner Picasso. But as we were doing this painting, um, just like the first set of paint that we put on or the first steps that the instructor gave us, as we were all looking around on the table at the different um, canvases, some person's things looked like a hot mess. Like it was so, listen, I'm very troublesome and I was giving trouble. Like I was calling out people's painting. I was identifying birds that I thought looked like John Crows. I was saying, boy, that wave look like when the enemy comes in like a flood. Like I was criticizing everybody's work. And so we were doing it in jest because we are with each other. But as we were there in my mind, it came to me so forcefully, like, a lot of times people call what's in front of us a mess. They call what we are going through a mess. They call our phase in life a mess. But hear me good. 
at the end of the night when we were all finished putting colors and paintings and listening to people's stories and following the instructor and we were at this for about two hours at the end of the night when people held their canvases up it actually looked like a masterpiece like an actual work of art and it brought me back to the moment when people are calling your circumstance a mess calling your state a mess calling your situation a mess and i said to myself but none of us know the outcome none of us know how this mess is going to turn out but there were some instructive things that happened for me when i was in my mess of unplanned pregnancy um the support of friends the support of family the support of of god that spiritual foundation it helped me to turn the mess into my own little masterpiece and this mess matured me in ways that i could not imagine i challenge somebody who is listening today to Go into your different areas of your life that you think is a hot mess and look at this mess. Look at what in this mess is going to mature you. Look at what is in this mess that is going to be turned into a masterpiece. Look at what is in this mess that will create and form a part of your message. And when you found that, find the strength and push past it, push through it because you know that better is ahead and greater is before if we allow the different voices to call it a mess and we believe and we hold on then you may end up staying in that mess you may end up becoming comfortable in that mess you may end up wallowing in that mess but just per chance just per adventure you have the support of friends of family of God or just perchance you have the vision to see beyond the mess to see the message to see the masterpiece to see the maturing then you will be able to come out of that mess and people wonder if it was you 10 years ago if it was you 11 years ago if it was you three months ago if it was you two weeks ago you are probably in your mess now but remember that it can be a message it can be a masterpiece and it can serve to mature you look at the painting of your life look at the situation that you're in if it feels messy pull on the support and vision envision for yourself how this mess will turn into a masterpiece turn into a message or mature you into the next phase of your life remember not to discredit the process not to discredit every step along the way because and i know it sounds cliche but the process is necessary for purpose and so we can't skip over steps we can't jump from you know like those bright kids in school who could move from grade one to grade three i don't think that life gives us that courtesy you have to take each step of every journey and pass the test to move on to the next phase of your life. So look at your mess as a way to turn into a message, as a way to become a masterpiece, and as a way to mature you. I want to thank you so much for listening today. I know that you will share with me, you know, your thoughts and your feedback, and we continue to encourage each other along this journey. 
it is my joy to be sharing with you parts of my life as I have learned that the process is indeed necessary for purpose. Share this podcast with your friends, um, let them join our family and that we can all encourage and uplift each other. I am Sandrina Davis and next week Monday I will give you another tidbit and understanding and appreciating this journey that is called life. Remember it, the process is necessary for purpose.